0: I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Ciao, hola, bonjour, allo. but I usually just stick with ciao. Hello everyone, we are talking about... Uh, language barriers today and uh, and and obviously with international sports business, um it's it's a question uh, that is asked a lot and, and specifically with professional basketball overseas, so that's what we'll mainly be talking about today. But um you know there there definitely are language barriers and and you know I think uh, it's we're we're very lucky that English is uh, is at least for basketball is the is the main language and it's kind of a global language. I think we can thank the NBA for that because of um, you know everyone around the world that wants to be affiliated with the NBA. But uh, there definitely are language barriers, um, and, and today I'll tell you a little bit about them um, and and a few a few strategies that I use to overcome them. Um, but but again, you know, for basketball specifically. Uh, we're lucky that the EuroLeague and and most FIBA uh, organizations and and competitions the main language is English. So EuroLeague headquarters, although they are in Barcelona and they do speak Spanish, um, you know a lot in the office there. Um, you know the EuroLeague, as far as the communications and, and the way that the the, the league is run um, internally and professionally, it's all in English, which which is obviously a huge advantage for, uh, for, for Americans when they go over there. Um, it's just a culture thing too, because, uh, we won't dig too deep into this now, but I think it's just, a it's a, it's a shame that, uh, here in the States, you know, language is not, is not taught like it is overseas, at least secondary languages. Um, you know, we all grow up and, and we're just, we take for granted the fact that a lot of people speak English and a lot of people want to speak English, um, but we forget that, you know, overseas, your your most people are fluent in at least two languages, usually their, their local language, um, but also in, 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 in English too, um, on top of a couple other, you know, countries, languages uh, that they speak nearby. Anyways, um, for basketball, they're, they're, a lot of guys usually think about, hey, if I'm not going to play in the NBA or G League, I'm going to go overseas and everything is going to be cool, and I'm going to be, you know, eating paella in, uh, you know, in Spain and sipping wine in in Venice. And and again, you know, that's if if you've listened to anything that I've said on any sort of podcast or interview or read my blogs, that is far from the truth. But in regards to language barriers, you know, a lot of guys will either not even, not even think about it, but then also only think about, um, you know, basketball stuff, like don't worry, I'll survive somehow. And like basketball will be basketball, but there's, there's two, two kind of categories that I'm going to talk about. One is basketball stuff and one is non-basketball stuff. For, so for basketball stuff, um, you know, a lot of times coaches don't even speak English or very broken English. Now, Of course, when you get to the higher levels and you get to the international competitions and you get to the EuroLeague and stuff like that, and and in most domestic countries, people speak at least broken English, but there are definitely times when Coaches or teammates don't speak English, um, and if they do, it's 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 few and far in between that you're going to understand them, right? I had a guy, um, Jaquil Taylor, was in was in Turkey uh, last season, and 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 he would call me and be like, look, you know, like I'm I'm having trouble understanding them, and it's obviously something that we we knew going in, and I prepped and going in, but you know, it's it's very difficult to prepare for a situation where. You know you 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 go in and, and no one no one speaks your language and you can't understand what people are saying right so um you know if if you are an aspiring pro here or or if you're an, or you know an aspiring agent or an agent and, and you go overseas just understand that you're gonna get into situations where the sport director or your coaches or your teammates they're not going to understand you and you're not going to understand them right so I've literally Spent time before texting. Like I've had almost full conversations um, on WhatsApp with coaches from uh, different countries in different languages. Mostly, mostly just in Spanish. Obviously, I use a a, a translation tool for the most part. But um, you know, I I am proud of of the little bit of Spanish that I remember from school and that and that I've uh, I've learned here. Um, I, I've made it kind of a thing to to listen to a couple of Spanish lessons a day here since the the quarantine. So hablo hablo un poco de español, pero es es muy difícil para mí entender cuando alguien habla muy rápido. Es mucho mucho más fácil para mí entender cuando estoy leyendo o escribiendo. So, boom, there you go. I hope you're I hope you're impressed. Um I've pretty much memorized that one because it's kind of my go-to um for for whenever I'm speaking to someone in in uh in Spanish and uh and uh, and they don't understand what I'm saying. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. I'll, I'll get into how you can learn some languages later. Um, but uh, so we talked about the basketball stuff. Uh, and and you know, if you've never heard, if you've never heard uh, Spanish basketball, just to give you an example of one country, I highly recommend you watch some highlights from. Um, from Spain. And, and I'll actually, I'll probably throw one in here now so you can hear it just a just highlight from, from one of my guys' games. It's A, very entertaining and amazing. It's like, you know, watching uh, soccer games when the announcer goes, goal, and talks, you know, and, and, and extends their words for 30 seconds. But um, you can actually start to learn a little bit if you watch the game and you hear what the announcers are saying in Spanish. And then, um, and then you can start to put together, you know, what that means. Um so I'm going I'm to put in a clip here real quick. a por su difusión a la liga por su difusión por supuesto Isn't that amazing? I can listen to that all day long. Um, that was, that was just a clip from, uh, from one of my guys games, uh, last year. So the other part that I want to talk about is non-basketball stuff. And, uh, it's, 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 you know, one thing to talk about it, but can you imagine next time you go out to dinner? Well, obviously, you know, right now we're in a, it depends on where you are. If you're going to go out and sit, sit somewhere to eat, but if you're, you know, if they have outdoor dining, but next time you order, order some food anywhere, can you imagine just, like, what would you do if, if they didn't understand English? If someone told, you know, if if you went in and said, hey, okay, you, you can order food, but you can't speak English. You know, what would you do? You know, sign language, start pointing, you know, like translate, obviously we have, you know, it's 2020, we have translation apps on our phones, but it's it's much more difficult than than you can imagine, let alone just ordering things and uh, and not realizing that they're different in different cultures, right? Uh, one, one example of that was the first time I tried to order an iced coffee over in Europe right? And if you've ever been to Europe or if you're overseas listening to this, you understand what I'm saying here. Iced coffee is a, a huge thing here in the States, right? So anytime it's warm out and um, and, and and it's summertime and you want to get a coffee, you know, you're probably not going to get a hot coffee. You're going to go get an iced coffee. And maybe that's just me. I love my coffee, right? So I'll go to wherever it is. You order a, a an iced coffee and you get basically either cold brew or iced coffee that's been refrigerated with ice. If you're American, you understand what I'm saying. But overseas the first time I ordered that I was in Italy and I was actually kind of, uh, kind of in a hurry. And, and I remember just ordering, you know, an, an iced coffee and I, and I thought they understood. And he said, yeah, yeah, iced coffee for sure. It comes out and it was the most, <laughs> let's just say it was not an iced coffee the way that I pictured it. It was the most immaculate looking dessert I have ever seen. Right. And an iced coffee is otherwise known as an affogato in Italy is essentially just, you know, just, a, uh, uh, one or two scoops of ice cream, like vanilla ice cream, with a shot or two of espresso, of hot espresso poured over it, and sometimes some 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 amaretto. So, you know, I was expecting to to quench my thirst there and and get a recharge in the afternoon with a nice coffee. And, you know, here I am looking at the most immaculate dessert ever. But uh, anyways, the point of that is, you know, language barrier is real. Like some things that you order are not the same. So whether you're ordering an iced coffee or whether you're ordering a, a pizza a certain style or whether you're trying to order a steak and you want to cook, you know, perfectly the way that you want that the way that you like it, it's it's difficult. Language barriers are difficult. And you know the other the other example I'll give you is is in uh you know in countries where they just you know, they just don't understand what you're saying. And they have zero knowledge of English, right? There are definitely situations that you'll get yourself in. And uh, the first time I was in Belgrade, um, it was one of the first long trips that I went overseas. It was in, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago, probably. Um, but uh, I was in Belgrade, Belgrade, Serbia. And my guy, my guy Goran was like, I told him that I needed a phone, I, so I needed to get a cell phone. I needed to get on a on a new plan. I needed a case, and he's like, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, my man. My friend's gonna hook you up. He's the phone guy. Like, he's he's the phone guy. I'm gonna take you to his shop. He's gonna get you a phone. You're you're just gonna pay the money, or whatever. Like, trust me. I got you. I got you. Just just you know, pay him the money. He'll get you the phone. He'll get you the plan, the cheapest plan. He's gonna hook you up with a phone case. He's gonna do everything, and he'll do it for you. I'm like, all right, cool. So. You know, he 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 dropped me off there. He's like, "Yeah, hey, I gotta run. Just you'll be good. He'll take care of you." He dropped me off. I'm like, "All right, this is gonna be great." And my man spoke zero English. I'm 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 talking like hello is like the only thing that he vaguely understood. So, so we're there, and he drops me off. And uh, actually, we, we weren't even at the phone the phone shop. It was before it was before a Red Star game. So we were at this restaurant right outside of the arena uh, in Belgrade, Serbia. And he's got my phone. And he's got the case. And he's going to hook everything up. And and uh, you know, I go in there, and and he said, zdravo, "Zdravo, I think it was, which means hello. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm good, man. You know, how, how are you?" And uh, and you know, he he says "dobro," and those are like the only two words that I remember in in uh, in Serbian, which which really means fine, thanks. And uh, and I realized quickly, like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is going to be rough, right? So I couldn't ask him any questions. All I'm just doing is sitting there watching him put together his phone, you know, put on the case. And, you know, he's, he's just smiling and he's just having a great time. It's this older guy and he orders orders two beers and two shots of Rakia, which um, I soon realized was uh, a pretty potent. Uh, it was kind of, you know, the, the Serbian liquor that was just a just a cultural cheers thing. And, and uh, you know, so it was let's just say it was an interesting it was an interesting 30 minute uh, sit down there with, without being able to understand each other, but this guy's just happy and smiling and, you know, doing his thing and we cheers and we had a drink and and that was that. So, you know, uh, there are language barriers, but uh, you know, I, I think one lesson that I learned there, and, and maybe this can be the, the, the secret of this podcast is a smile can break any language barrier. Right. And, and, and if we have, if we have more smiling and more happiness, more kindness, and more, more, if you know friendliness in this world, even if you don't understand what someone's saying, um, you know maybe this world can be a little bit better place. So that's my that that's my sports business secret gem of the day. Um, so. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this this podcast and I hope you learned something about language barriers. And if you're expecting uh, people to understand everything you say when you go overseas, whether you're involved with sports business, whether you're a player, whether you're an agent, or um, if you're just going on vacation, just be prepared for some uh, some uncomfortable moments and embrace it. And we'll see you tomorrow morning.